Next Chapter Podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. No song has ever been played more while... Rappers, boxers, dudes that work in construction, and others throw cash on half-naked girls at the strip club. Kick it, Peter! It's Lollipop by Lil Wayne of his 2008 album, The Carter 3. It's also number 437 out of 500 on the Spotify original, The 500. We did another one. It keeps coming, people. We're unstoppable. We got so many more episodes left. It's insane. It feels spoogal, but it's completely doogal. And I am the King Cadougal that's leading you through Rolling Stone Magazine's list of the 500 greatest albums. This was a doozy of an episode and of an album, so let's find out about it. Released on June 10th, 2008 by Cash Money, The Carter Three is the sixth studio album by American Southern rapper, singer, songwriter, guitar player. He did a whole bunch of shit. Entrepreneur, the one and only Lil Wayne. And he had over 25 producers on this record, including co-writers. The son of a teenage mother and an absent father, Dwayne Michael Carter Jr., grew up in the impoverished Holly Grove area of New Orleans, Louisiana. He was a school prodigy by the age of eight and was already writing rap songs, performing under the name Gangsta D. His mother started dating and eventually married Ronald Rabbit McDonald, who moved the family to East New Orleans. Although an admitted street hustler, Rabbit was a strong father figure to young Dwayne. By the time he was 11, he was leaving freestyle raps on the answering machine of local rap label Cash Money Records, which got him mentored by co-founder and fellow rapper Birdman and included on some of their artist songs. He became their youngest signed artist. Although his success was on the horizon, Dwayne's mother objected to the lifestyle and criminal record of the Cash Money Records founder and the lyrical content of her son's songs. In 1994, at the age of 12, that career turmoil caused Dwayne to either purposely or accidentally shoot himself in the chest with his parents' gun. I mean, we've all done that. We have all found, you know, your dad's samurai sword and just started sticking ourselves in our leg because that's what kids do when they're bored they shoot themselves although he recovered this guy rabbit sent to jail for possession of an illegal handgun you think that same year under the name baby d he released his first collaboration album with 14 year old rapper bg and the bgs in 1996 after only a few months out of jail rabbit was shot dead 
This was a turning point in Carter's life and inspired the first of his many characteristic tattoos, R.I.P. Rabbit. In 1997, with bills to pay, and despite Carter being a 14-year-old honor student, his mother urged him to drop out of school to focus on his career, and he changed his name to Lil Wayne. That same year, he and BG joined the rap group Hot Boys with Turk and Juvenile, and they released Get It How You Live, which was followed up by the platinum-selling Guerrilla Warfare in 1999. And then in 99, Lil Wayne released his debut platinum-selling album, The Block Is Hot, followed by four more hit records. In the three years between his fifth studio album, The Carter II, and his follow-up, Lil Wayne appeared on huge hits by so many artists like Rick Ross, Akon, Outkast, DJ Khaled, as well as releasing nine official mixtapes and a collaborative album with Birdman called Like Father, Like Son, which has stuntin' like my daddy, which I fucking love. And all of those albums got leaked online. By the time The Carter Three came out in 2008, Lil Wayne was smoking weed, growling like a motherfucker, kicking flows, and drinking that lean. And that is when he boasted that he was the best rapper alive. And to be honest, that was hard to refute. It debuted at number one on the Billboard 200 chart and not only sold over a million copies in its first week, but also was the last physical rap album to do so with the introduction of downloading sites. To date, it's the 19th fastest selling album of all time and the 2009 Grammy Award winning best rap album also had the best rap song and best rap solo performance. And since then, he's released six more studio albums, several more compilations, and many, many more mixtapes to various degrees of success. However, all 12 of his studio albums have been certified at least gold. And I have a gold guest today. One of the biggest comedians working today, my good friend, Chris D'Elia. You know Chris D'Elia as being the host of the incredibly funny Congratulations with Chris D'Elia on Spotify and everywhere else you get your pods. He's on the Netflix series, You. He's had multiple specials on Netflix. He's got a brand new special on Netflix coming out in April. And this dude is, in my opinion, one of the funniest guys working today. This was a fun conversation. This was a fun conversation, and I'm so glad he took the time out to sit down and talk to me. Rate, review, and most importantly, subscribe to The 500 and listen free on Spotify or anywhere you get your pods. Follow me at Josh Adam Myers on all social media. Email the podcast at 500podcast at gmail.com. And for all things 500, go to our website, the500podcast.com. Welp, guys, nothing left to say, but... Here we go with number 437 out of 500 with the Carter 3 by Little Wayne. Chris, 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 you're just gonna pet my dog, not even join in. Dude. I love him. Am I supposed to join in? I don't <laughs> no, know. No, not at all. All right. So when I when this came up, this came up, I immediately thought of you. I asked you about Little Wayne, yeah. like because I've known you to be yeah. a hip hop fan. I'm a hip hop fan. Yeah. Because I remember one. you had this huge era where you were obsessed i don't know if say obsessed but you were into like tech nine yeah yeah yep love tech nine which blows my mind because you yeah. don't look like a juggalo. i know I, I yeah i know <laughs> no people people always find it odd that i love like tech nine and um i love tech nine uh i love uh, hip i don't 
here's the thing about me. I don't love music, and I know we've talked about this I know, very briefly. You said briefly. that, and I find that to be. I don't love music. Sociopathic. Yeah, I know it's weird. <laughs> I just, um, and I, but I, lo- I, I really do love good hip hop. I don't know what it is about me. I mean, I'm so not, you know. I mean, I know hip hop is bigger than like where it originated from nowadays. Oh yeah. But but I'm like this suburban kid that just love. I just love hip hop, man. And I've loved hip hop ever since I was in. Ever since I was, you know. 13 years old, 14 years old, yeah. So who were the bands that, are they the artists that first yeah. like, jumped in? When I first start, when I, the fir- one of the first CDs I got was uh, Naughty by Nature, OPP, that OPP uh, Fuck single. yeah, uh, dude. Uh, not yeah, I loved it. What was the, um, what was the, uh, that album called? Naughty by Nature? I, mean, it's, I think if, if it's not called OPP, then go well, fuck itself I, I because know, that's but that, what that we whole, remember it by. That is what we remember it by. But that whole album was really good. I I, I actually listened to it recently, um, and it's really fucking good. That guy, I think that guy, I think Tretch yeah. was um, maybe Tretch, the lead of OPP or of uh, Naughty by Nature. I think he gets. I think he is actually one of the one of the. I would say he's one of the greats. I just think that he got. Big he, uh, before hip hop really exploded and missed the thing. Like after him was like Tupac and Biggie and shit, yeah. and those guys got big. Who but, are on the rap Mount Rushmore yes, of hip hop? Yes. yes <laughs> so you're yes. saying Tretch deserves to have a little I talked etching? To, I talked. I don't know. We're probably going to talk about this later, but I talked to Eminem when I was with him, and yeah. he said that Tretch is for sure one of his top MCs. Eminem wow. said that. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. So then where do you feel like Lil Wayne falls into that whole mess? I think Lil Wayne is... Lil Wayne, to me, Lil Wayne is like, you know, and I know probably I'll get people saying like, no way to this, but to me, Lil Wayne is very hip-hop, but he's like a prince in the way... I mean, the the artist. The artist, yeah, that's what I figured. In the way that Prince did his own thing. Lil Wayne was doing stuff that other rappers weren't doing he was he was being silly but also cool at the same time but very cool he's ugly as fuck but super sexy like girls loved him and like that's what prince was you know he was being cool as fuck he had those ass cut out shits uh the pants (laughs) but also small as fuck and tiny yeah little wayne is little he's actually when they say little something he's motherfucking little right he was doing his own thing he he seemed truly like he didn't give a fuck. You know, a lot of rappers say they don't give a fuck, but Lil Wayne would just rap nasty shit. And uh, and I don't like like nasty rap, but he would to me. He he, I bought it from him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I just bought it from him. So when did you first get into him? When did that start coming in? Was it uh, this record? Because you when I said yeah, because I said this record, yeah. and you were like, dude, the Carter two yeah. and the Carter four yeah. are yeah. way better. Yeah, I like those a little better. Um, but. So I, I think I think actually what, what happened you know what happened to me I think was hit me. Lil Wayne I was a little older than because I think I'm older than Lil Wayne. I, I he's probably like thirty six or something, thirty five, I'm thirty nine. But he I, I was I had already been like, okay, Tupac is my favorite. That that was who I was with that was who I liked. I liked DMX when the fucking guy came out. And then after that I stopped listening really a lot and then when Lil Wayne came out I was like who's this guy and I liked him a lot but I wasn't on the hip-hop train at that point yeah and then what happened was I went to the strip club a few times with my buddies yeah and Lil Wayne was the shit at strip clubs oh yeah dude that's what made me like Lil Wayne because I understood that 
oh, this shit is like fucking sexy and cool, and it makes me feel like fucking, and also, <laughs> I feel fucking. Uh, I can I, throw money to this. Yes, I can, yes, a girl can just, grind on right. me. It's it's. I, I want to punch somebody. Yeah. It's, it's then, everything. And then when I started listening to him because of that, I realized how like poignant he was. And and the only other guy I think that gets away with being silly and cool as much as Lil Wayne does in hip hop is the late Guru. Really, I think yeah. Guru does a thing where he's like, "I love the cutie pies, never the duty pies." And it's like, if any other rapper said that, you'd be like, "That's fucking stupid." But but Guru says it, and you, it's like, oh, he's speaking his language, and we're lucky to be involved and understand. That that's his language and that he's sharing it with us. And I feel like that's what Lil Wayne does. I feel like a lot of rappers try to do it, you know? And I don't want to name names. It would be I, like, I, I think like Lil Wayne is the, is is all the great parts of Wu-Tang Clan combined mm-hmm. into one mm-hmm. MC. Like he's the wildness of Old Dirty Bastard, yeah. the lyricist of Method Man, yeah. the the uh, philosophical yeah. existentialism of, of like Jizza or Rizza. And it's all yeah. because that was like my focus. And that's everything I heard. I know that Wu-Tang predates... Lil Wayne, but it was just like, oh, this is like, he's an amalgamation of everything. And he's also like very interesting and very weird, but also very commercial. Like he made good songs besides the fact that he had good lyrics. I mean, dude, when the lyrics that he would do, like even the, like the, the ones that really don't mean much, like real G's moving silence like lasagna, like to think about that (laughs) five seconds later and you're like, oh my God, that's really that's an the interesting way shit to say that. I have ever and, heard and, in my it, life. But it's just such an interesting way to say that. And for a guy like me who would never think of those words together, it's just so poetic. Yeah. You know? And 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 that shit, other rappers like 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 Eminem can do that, obviously, but but the way Lil Wayne was doing it was so cool and silly that I just loved it, man. Yeah. Like, I so our record, just so we get into it, our yeah. record is uh, number 437 out of 500. It's the sixth studio album, The Carter Three mm-hmm. by Lil Wayne, released June 10th, 2008, produced by about 40 people. Yeah. Birdman, Slim Williams, with Lil Wayne himself, Alchemist, Bangladesh. I could go on and on and on and on. Um, so I didn't really know about him as much until I started DJing at the strip mm, club. Mm. And then it was, and when I really started DJing at the strip club, it was post lollipop, but mostly bitches love me. Mm-hmm. And I have never had girls fight over a song yeah, I bet, I bet. more than I bet. that ever. I mean, I literally had to tell girls, I was like, listen, if you want to dance to bitches love me, yeah. it's a hundred dollars wow. right now because every girl wants they to want dance it. to it. Wow. Everybody wants it. And I, I never really dipped into his music. Like, I, the hip-hop I liked, much like you, I loved Biggie, but yeah. I was a Wu-Tang guy. I was more of, like, the uh-huh. I was more like the Talib Kweli hip-hop. Sure, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. what white people hip-hop, where, right, it's like, right, where right. it's like, yeah, this is, so, this yeah. is, this is conscious like... Conscious rap. Conscious yeah. rap. Yeah. I don't like that shit. Being a... <laughs> you, like, you, like, you like lasagna. Yeah, uh, I know, but conscious hip- hip-hop, where they rap about hip-hop, is just like... I, I, it's like, rap about something el- other than what you're doing. Like, Talib Kweli, although I understand he's completely talented. I understand. One of the best MCs. I, him, and, him and Most Def, Black Star, is one of the best hip-hop records I've ever I heard. I get it. I don't want to hear a rapper rap about the state of hip-hop. I don't. 
it's just like it's like a girl eating sushi talking about I love I love sushi and these are all the times I went to sushi like that shit <laughs> is so boring to me I rap about anything it, when a stand-up comedian he's on stage talking about the state of stand-up and stand-up no I don't want to hear that talk about your family talk about something else <laughs> but that's I, me that's me I get people no, love and it. I get it listen yeah. and I get it yeah. um but also uh, in 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 the defense to play the to play devil's advocate with this, Lil Wayne does have three songs about the state of hip hop sure. in this record. Well, every rapper should have that. Okay, so you're they saying should, not the full you, record. You should just, not. Just but I felt get it like, down to lo, lo, like some rappers, like Nas, has great songs about hip hop. Hip hop is dead, right? But it's not his whole deal. Sure, you know, I feel like Talib Kweli raps a lot about that, and maybe. You could show me a lot of songs that don't rap about that, but I remember thinking Telep Quelli on Most Def. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. I, I get it, hip hop. But I, I understand they're very talented. It's just not my style to listen to. Sure. Yeah. So, so I get you to listen to this record now. What do you think of this record? Listening to it years later, out of the strip club yeah. as an adult, you know, yeah. being close to forty, right? Yeah. All right. So, where, so where does this record fall now? So I didn't remember that there were so many songs on it. There's fifty-eight songs I, 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 on I this record. I didn't remember that. <laughs> I, I did not remember that at all. He was in a way like a lot like Tupac. Like he would make so many fucking songs. I, I have to say like I loved all of Tupac's. And some of the Lil Wayne's ones, I'm like, I'm just not into this. I'm not into these certain some some of these. I couldn't agree with you more. So yeah. I, I think this is a good route, a good record. Yeah. Uh, and I say it's good because there are f- are probably about five songs too many on this album. Yeah. But I I think the ones that bang fucking yeah. bang. And dude, last night I'm driving home uh-huh. from uh, West Hollywood and Lollipop came yeah. on and I fucking was going nuts yeah. in my car. I was like, yeah. this song yeah, r- rips. It, r- it, rips. it fucking yeah. rips. It rips. I, I think this is. I think Lil Wayne. It, like you said, is an undeniable voice yeah. in music. I, I can hear his influence in every MC right. that's out right now. You can hear yes, him, hundred young thug. You can hear him in fucking yeah. even like like you know like Gucci Mane and all those Atlanta guys. Yeah. But it's just he literally came in, did his thing, you know, wrote a million songs, yeah. didn't write anything, and now he's just disappeared almost. Like he's kind of like uh, Kaiser Soze of hip hop. I know. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. So let's dive into the record, okay? okay? Cool. All right, so the album starts with three-peat, and this is just one long 40-bar freestyle verse with Wheezy comparing the future success of this record, the Carter Three album, with sports teams winning three back-to-back championships. In my opinion, it's a fun way to start the record. Yeah, I love it. I love that. But the first thing that stuck out uh, are, are these lyrics where he goes... Uh, cra- I might go crazy on these N-words, don't give a motherfuck, run up in an N-words house and shoot his grandmother up. Right. That, I mean. Yeah. Well, that was, that, to, to <laughs> me, that's a kind of lyric that, like, Lil Wayne can get away with. 
because he's so weird and so crazy that you're like, ah, maybe he would maybe do that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, obviously he wouldn't, but like, in a certain circumstance, you believe Lil Wayne would maybe shoot someone's grandma. Yeah. If all the cards, all the, if the deck was stacked and he thought he could get away with it and somebody crossed him and they deserved it, you like, I could never shoot someone's grandma. No, God, but, no. But he, you'd be like, maybe he would. And you feel safe because he probably wouldn't and he hasn't, yeah. but maybe he would, and that's why you're like, you nod your head a little harder. He's like, he's like, I ain't trying to be sturdy, coming here so wordy, run into your house, shoot up your Aunt Gertie. You're like, you know what, you can take Aunt Gertie. <laughs> yeah, I can yeah, give yeah, a yeah, fuck, because yeah, yeah. if, if Lil Wayne's killing 100%. her. 100%. My favorite, but these are my favorite lyrics uh, in the whole song. Play uh, 51 Seconds in, Peter. Don't you ever fix your lips unless you about to suck my dick. Bitch, swallow my words, taste my thoughts, and if it's too nasty, spit it back at me. Two more inches out of in that casket. That yeah. is that's it's exactly so dope, yeah. but that's exactly what you said. It's, it's sexy, so dope, it's gross, yeah. but it's it's sexy. It's uh-huh. like he's he's talking about getting a snowball uh-huh. and it's fucking yeah. hot. And also he believes it. That's the number one thing about <laughs> Lil Wayne. Like he you can tell he believes what he's saying is the shit. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like a lot of rappers, I just don't believe it. I think they they came up in the culture and they're trying to be. But Lil Wayne is not trying to be. Lil Wayne is. Yeah. I just believe it. And maybe that's wrong, but I think that that's why he's successful. Completely. And, and so much more so successful than anybody that usually does it. So the other thing that I thought was really gangster is that he gives a shout out to the Sandman, Adam Sandler. Now, speaking of a rapper giving a shout out to uh, a comic, how does Dalia and Eminem intersect? Yeah. So that, my by the way, I've had two uh, goals in my career, uh, specific goals. Hit One me. was to to host Saturday Night Live is to me is has been a goal ever since I was a kid. Uh, and the other one was for a rapper to mention me in a song, and the and when this happened, it it blew that out of the water. So I was like, okay, I guess I I shot that goal out. That's, this is great. So I mean, you think I just did a silly video. Uh, I I don't remember. I was waiting for somebody or something. You're in your car. I remember I was it. in my car, but I was like waiting for somebody or waiting for a phone call. And I, it was the it was I think Eminem's album can't, had come out recently. And I just did a funny video that I thought, a video that was funny where I did an impression of Eminem. And I was like, I guess I'll put this online. Fuck it, his album just came out. Maybe people will think it's funny. I put it online and it kind of blew up. Uh, It wasn't a crazy blow up, but the album had just come out. It was timely and people were like, ah, that is how uh, Eminem raps. And then black Twitter took to it and it became very... uh, uh, viral and it got like five million uh, views and I was like, God damn! And then people were like, What if Eminem saw it? And my friends were like, He probably saw it. Like it's viral and shit. So then one day, uh, months later, um, my manager calls me and says, Do you know the rapper Logic? And I was like, Of course I know Logic. Uh, I, I know who he is. I don't know, him, but I know who he is. And uh, he was like, So he finally has done a sh- song with Eminem. And I said, Oh, okay, uh, that's cool because I. I've been waiting for that because I had thought they would f- do a song together sure. sooner or later, and I'm fans of them both, and uh, and that's awesome. And he says, yeah, so Eminem is on Logic's song, and he put your impression at the end of the song. And I was like, what? And he said, yeah, he put it at the end of the song, they want to know if it's okay. And I said, of course it's okay, yeah. I mean, it really? <laughs> and he was like, yeah. 
and he said he said okay I'll, I'll try to get into the logistics of it and see what they're gonna uh what, what they want to pay you or whatever and i was like hey don't do that it's fine don't fuck I it up don't ask yeah, me i don't this. i don't care about the money He's like, it could be a big song. And I was like, I make money doing other shit. This was just a fun thing. I was like, I'm on tell him I'm honored. Sure, of course. And uh, so they put the thing in the on the song at the end of the song. And when the song came out, it was an insane day for me online. Like it was just people were like, what the fuck? Like it was the number one song in the world. Yeah. And I would fuck around with my, my buddies. I'll be like, wow, bro, I got the number one song in the world, you know. <laughs> and uh and it was cool too because like a lot of the things like Billboard and all the magazines were, were the, the online publications were like, yeah, Eminem does a, a song f- uh, or uh, Logic does a song featuring Eminem and Chris D'Elia or some shit, which is like the craziest yeah. thing to read. Like, <laughs> um, but um, and then it felt cool because when I remember when I was listening to old hip hop, like people like Mike Epps and people like Cedric the Entertainer were on albums, yeah. hip hop albums, and I was like. Dude, I'm like doing that. That that's crazy that I'm in that position now. Like that like that like a rapper has took to me and put me on their shit. Like that's so wild. So then Logic hits me up through my manager and was like, "Can you get your number?" So we're talking on the phone and I was like, "I got this crazy idea where you play Eminem on the video and Eminem plays you playing Eminem doing the viral. Have you seen the the video?" Yeah, I did. And, it's fantastic. And so I'm like, "Okay, that's crazy. I will play Eminem. But I was like, he's going to do me doing him? And he was like, yeah, he's all in. So I was like, okay. <laughs> so I go, I shoot the thing, and it comes out, and they show me the Eminem now dressed like me in a beard with the doing the video I recorded just haphazardously in my car of my impression of him. And I'm like, wow, man, these are one of those – this is like look being a comedian the whole goal the goals like what i was just saying the goal like when i host saturday when if if when whatever the you fuck will. i get big enough to host saturday night thank you i appreciate that like um it will be insane but it was my goal it was you know what it means i'm doing the right thing i wanted this i planned for this whatever the fuck you want to say getting a comedy special amazing planned for it worked for it this shit where like now I'm on an Eminem song never planned for it never thought it would happen in the video playing Eminem Eminem playing me that's all the shit in the in the career that's like wow this is like special shit that I had no idea it was going to happen and it's so so awesome and it's really humbling man like and then Eminem was like on Twitter saying shit like I will rap battle Chris D'Elia one day and I'm just like man the fucking 18 year old in me that, that is just, just like, freaking out. It's it's just uh, yeah. in shock. Like to think about. I remember when I found out who Eminem was, and I went to the Virgin Megastore in Union Square in New York City when I was at NYU for one year. I was there, and I was like, "Oh, this is this Eminem guy, this Slim Shady guy that everybody's talking I about." That. And every, you know, you remember of everybody course. was talking about him, and I was like, "This is this guy." Wow. To think, and then of course I was a huge Eminem fan when yeah, right he, become, then, he becomes the biggest the rapper biggest, yeah. of the early two thousands. Yeah. And now he's fucking dressed up as me doing a fucking. I mean, dude. It's I mean, just, that, it, I love that story, yeah. dude. That's so great. All right, uh, moving on. Uh, yeah. So that goes into Mr. Carter, uh, dope song about uh, Sean Carter passing the torch to a nut, to yeah. Dwayne Carter, and both of them putting themselves in the same breath as Biggie, Tupac, and Marcus Garvey. 
uh, I think this lyric perfectly sums up uh, that experience in Jay's verse. Uh, Peter, play about three minutes. I'm right chair in my chair with my crown and my dear. Queen B, as I share, my time with my ear. Young Carter, go farther, go further, go harder. Is that not why we came? And if not, then why bother? Dude, that's fucking sick, dude. Yeah, it is sick. I think that, uh, though, in this song, like, it's so, and I, I I think it's a little unfair because it's on Lil Wayne's album, but I think like it's this such is a Jay Z song. You think this should be on Jay Z? No, record? I think it's a Lil Wayne song. I think Lil Wayne is, I think he's, I, I'd rather listen to Lil Wayne on this song than Jay Z. Really? Yeah, and I I, I think Jay Z. I mean Jay Z is cool as fuck. He's an icon, and his music is the shit. Like I I I fucking get it. Like, yeah. but this song to me, I'm like, oh fuck. To me, this song was oh. There's a new, a younger new crop out there that's that's now it's this it's not that anymore to me that's what that song was I was like wow I thought I I I don't I I hate comparing but like I I thought that Lil Wayne killed it on this yeah, but I and th- I thought Jay Z killed it too no but I completely thought, I also yeah. think but I also like a lot of times when there's like these duets sometimes I yeah. don't feel like they live up to the hype mm-hmm. to have both of these guys you have both of them yeah. rapping yeah. at the top of yeah. their game yeah. neither one of them probably pulled a pen out to write shit yeah, maybe. so it's just like two guys probably hanging yeah. out and just like True. yo you wanna do a song yeah. about how you giving it up for me yeah bro yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. the best Jay Z I could it's do it's really good honestly it's, thank you very yeah, much but then we go into probably the most banger and my favorite on this record a millie and it yeah. grabs you 100 percent, the best one right 100%. from the first line yeah play the first verse a millionaire i'm a young money millionaire tougher than nigerian hair my criteria compared to your career just isn't fair i'm a venereal disease like a menstrual bleed. a millionaire i'm a young money millionaire tougher than nigerian hair i love that yeah. So much. Just like you were talking about yeah. like the way that he rhymes yeah. and it's like that's such a good metaphor. Yeah. I don't I've never felt Nigerian hair, no. but uh, now but I know feel that like you have after but, this life. Yeah, I know exactly. I love that he says uh you pop him cuz we pop him like Orville yeah, Redenbacher. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, then the other part where he's like a million here, a million there, Sicilian bitch with long hair with coke in her derriere. I just love that wordplay. I wrote yeah. down a whole bunch of shit where he goes, call me what you want, bitch. Call me on my sidekick. Never answer when it's private. Damn, I hate a shy bitch. Don't you hate a shy bitch? Yeah, I ate a shy bitch. Yeah. She ain't shy no more. She changed her name to my yeah, bitch. Yeah, yeah. He's so good, dude. He's really so good. I, that song, though, is my favorite on the album. You, yeah, uh, I know. I, I'm, yeah. I'm not. I, mean, I'm, I, I think I think out of all the songs that 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 when I think of this record and this is excluding Lollipop and Got Money mm-hmm. and the hits mm-hmm. because this was a hit but this wasn't Lollipop hit. Really? The, no, this was okay. this, I Dude, I remember, I, I remember Lollipop yeah. like coming on and being like, fuck, dude. They, okay. They're playing this nonstop. Okay. Amelia I got into later at the strip okay. club because yeah. I had this one gangster ass dancer named Isis which she's probably changed her name at this point because right. this is like 2009 yeah I don't think Isis would yeah. be yeah it's I, you know they're still rocking Isis I mean, in the unless strip she's club in ISIS, unless she amazing. is which you know she might be yeah. but but I remember her doing like pole tricks to this and like doing like hanging on from like a nipple and just yeah. spinning Millie? around on, 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 on this song yeah. and people just threw money like yeah. like just loaded um, some some facts about this song. It was originally called A Millie and had different vocals. It featured a verse by rapper Corey Guns, whose father, Peter Guns, leaked the track. 
No so way. his son could find success and couldn't be cut off the final release. Oh, so it, yeah, awful. dude. But it got Corey his recording deal. Although this version was recorded in one freestyle session solely by Lil Wayne, that blows my mind when you read the lyrics that I just went through and that he's just freestyling this. I mean, that's wow. that's incredible, dude. See, that's the thing about. Um, it, I always like equate this to like when you do stand up and you do and you're doing crowd work, right? Like. Yeah. People are like the, the the people who don't do stand up are like, how did you think of all that shit playing with a guy from the audience that wasn't a plant? Like, you know, like they just like you think of all that. shit, And it's like, sure, I understand like doing crowd work is impressive. But like, dude, we've been in that situation or a situation like that a hundred times. Yeah. So it's not like we're coming up with it off the I mean, we are coming off, yeah. off the top, but like it's a version of what the fuck we deal with every single night. So like when I think of I, and I think I heard I, I, I think I heard a rapper say this once. It might have been Eminem, but um, the freestyling thing, it's not like he's freestyling thinking of, oh, what rhymes with this? What rhymes with that? He already knows what rhymes. He has a database of it. Yeah. Like he's rhymed everything. He's used all the words. So he's just kind of picking it from there. It doesn't make it less impressive, but at least you un you can understand. I can understand it in that crowd work sense where it's like, oh, you're just picking from situations that you've had before and you know what rhymes. Do you know what I'm saying? I've seen, there's a few comics. Like I, I went on the road a few times with Big J, yeah. who is a primarily a lot, a lot crowd, crowd work. work yeah. And it's like, it's, I've heard some of that shit yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. It's still fucking but impressive as it's, shit. But it's impressive as shit. Like you said, just to still, like, dude, to come up with the with that, that side bitch, change your name to my bitch. I mean, that's such a interesting yeah. phrasing and, and, like, almost, like, movement through those bars. Yeah, as but, but I But I love that comparison. Uh, little known fact about this, the producer of the track, Bangladesh, who gets the shout out at the beginning, still hasn't been paid a penny in royalties by Little Wayne's recording company. How's that? Because How, he, you'll find this throughout this whole record wow. that a lot of the producers got screwed on these songs. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, and uh, and then that goes into our next song, ironically, Got Money. Mm -hmm. uh, this is the third single, and it was basically just a lot of lyrics about baller shit and how they make people jealous from the baller shit that they do. And it's got T-Pain, who is probably my favorite auto-tune yeah. singer in the history of anything. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's he's the best part, in my yeah. opinion. Uh, play T-Pain's hook, because it's so good. Why do people love T-Pain? Why is he so magical? Uh, it sounds well. It sounds good. It's aesthetically pleasing, and then nice also word, dude. aesthetically, I like yeah. That. And then also, he's his look. It makes it like, oh, that guy's doing it. That's funny. Like he's a little chubby and shit. Yeah, he's like a black Hobbit. He's yeah. got like black Hobbit esque. And it's just, uh, it's. He's magical. Yeah. He's like, he, dude, he's literally like the Keebler elf with dreadlocks yeah. and, and a grill. And he did that I'm on a boat song too, which yeah. like he doesn't take himself too seriously, which makes you like him more because I assume he can sing. I, you know, obviously they're auto-tuning it up, but I yeah. assume he can sing too. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. He sounds good. He's also like one of the first guys to really use the auto-tune. At least blow up from it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So this is about money. What was your first big payday? Um, my first big payday was probably when I got the show Whitney. I got like 
I got to do like 20 episodes or however many episodes it was of uh, an NBC sitcom and the paycheck was good because you got paid every episode yeah yeah that's the best dude yeah. it's 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 you and then you're always like this will never end and then yeah. it's like and oh then and then yeah. it ends and, and you're like ends. you're like fuck why did yeah. i buy a 500 dollars vacuum i know i know, I know. <laughs> like, so that was two years of that it was a good two years and then uh i got another show after that so i was lucky and now the stand-up is taking off so but yeah you never know but As that, an actor, but that first with that first, that first check pay, yeah, it's first, like on your own yeah. where it's like that's the greatest yeah. feeling in the world it's just like okay i can do this okay let me ask you this what was what? the first what was the first baller shit you ever bought so i was actually talking about this with whitney two days ago uh we were saying we were it was me her and burke Kreischer, i was we were listening about this. That's, yeah. that's... <laughs> um and i i think it, it was my first house i i bought my mom was like you gotta buy a house you should buy a house you should buy a house i was like it was the first season of whitney i was like mom i i can't do that yet she's like you probably can just look let's look and she fucking i was like i literally got to the point where i was like mom I'll look if you shut the fuck up about this. <laughs> and then the second house I saw, I was like, I think I can afford this. And we did two years on Whitney, and I was like, okay, I'll get this. So it was a house. This is my first house. Speaking of houses, that goes into our next song. Oh, nice. Um, this next one was the only song to leak that was actually released on the oh, album. Oh, really? Because a lot of these songs were leaked oh, ahead man. of time and bet worse quality, but Comfortable made yeah. it on. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. What if you could have a career? where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. So Kanye West brought... Uh, Lil Wayne a 20 track CD of beats and when Wayne heard this track with Babyface singing the chorus over music by Alicia Keys he said he had to have it and you can hear that from the chorus because the chorus is fantastic Uh, play the chorus brother so this is the first thing I thought uh, when I heard this song. I was like, wow, what a sweet yeah. love song. Yeah. Uh, that is not what this song no. is about. It sounds like it might be. Yes. And then he says probably Pussy 70 Well, that's 100%. Right. He says that. But this is about talking to a, to a girl and saying, uh, I'm the shit. Go ahead and leave. I'm the best there is. Don't get Amazing. comfortable. Uh, which here, is pretty romantic. Which honestly. is, I mean, it's it's yeah. it's being straightforward. Yeah. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. you should be in a relationship. Yeah. It's what girls say they want. <laughs> to be be honest, yeah. If you want to leave, be my guest. You can step, feeling irreplaceable, like listening to Beyonce. Well, okay, I put you out on your B day. That is some cold shit. Wow. Uh, and then yeah. my my favorite line is this: "And if you leave, leave correct, and I'm gonna send a jet to pick up the next." Uh, wow. Wow. It's a great burn. Yeah. Now. You actually push back on trolls. I, yeah, I, I've, since I've known you, you have. I been, do. Yeah, because people come at you and they'll be, they'll say whatever, and you fucking push back. Yeah, and I will say I've always thought I've always had this in the back of my head. I will do it 
until I'm 40. Well, that's coming and, up, dude. I know it is coming up. It's <laughs> nah, this dude, year. You can't. And, 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 and I, Come on. And I, and I wasn't I, – I don't mean I'll never do it again. I just mean I got to slow down in my 40s. I can't no. just be fucking clapping back because a lot of people clap back at are 19. Fuck them, dude. I know. They need I, to learn. Trust me. I know, dude. What is? Let me tell you this. All right, so what was your favorite – I call it a pushback. What's your favorite clapback on a troll? Which is one Mine? That, that you were just like? Well, the Logan Paul one was. Well, remind me because uh, I, I just remember. Uh, I just remember you doing shimmy shimmy ya, yeah. and you being like, "Logan Paul is." Can you put him on the guest list? And I was like, "What? Oh, that's. Oh, <laughs> yeah, your show. I know. Well, well, no, we, we're you know your since then now? we've yeah yeah. Uh, but he said something about. Oh Jesus, I can't even remember. But it was. Um, it was. Uh, he said, oh, he said, I got a, glog, blog, a vlog coming out tomorrow. Super important. And then I wrote, no, it's not. <laughs> and then he wrote, and then he wrote, um, and then he wrote, uh, now I know why your career took a tank or, or died, died or something. I said, yeah. at least, and then I wrote back, at least when it does die, you can uh, make a video, make a video and, of yeah. it and post it on YouTube, <laughs> you know, and that shit. I woke up the next day and I was like, oh, Fuck! I mean, it was like <laughs> hundreds of thousands of re- everybody was talking about it, and um, and uh, yeah, it was quite the. I think at the moment, uh, some article came out about how it was it got more light favorites than anything that Trump ever tweeted or something like that. Yeah, it was crazy. What Not an anymore honor. for sure. No, God no. But he's uh, like... yeah, he's way bigger now. <laughs> but it was so crazy for me. I mean, I would walk down the street the and next people, week or two, yeah. and people would. It was like I was on Carson in the '80s, dude. People were like, "Hey, what's up? Uh, fucking good luck with Logan Paul." It was it was insane, dude. It was insane. Why do you push back? Okay, so here was my theory for a long time, and I still kind of believe in it. But I, like I said, when I turned forty, I want to I want to fucking kind of ease off this mindset. Uh, it's like Twitter is a comedian's game, like. When you come to when it comes to retweets and funny and shit like that, it's it's the funny stuff gets retweeted. If you're going to talk shit to a comedian, it 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 and and I and I'm not by no means am I saying I'm the best at it or one of the best. There are people who are better at it, but like you're stepping into the octagon here, and you did that. You did that. You stepped in and you said okay. Let's fight. You did that. That was you. You made your bed, so let's lay in it. Let's lay in it. I, if you say something to me, I'm going to say something back, and it's going to probably be better if you're not a comedian. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay? So, so you did this. And I, and I can't feel bad if you know what's going on here. Yeah. This is what you did. You made this bed. Yeah, I love it. That's yeah. perf- that was a perfect and I've been And I've been burned before, and it's all part of it. I've been burned before, even by random people. I was like, "Ah, oh, that's a good one. You got me. <laughs> and I love it, you know? All right. Uh, that goes into Dr. Carter. Uh, Peter, play Minute 57. Some say it's biting, but I say it's enlightening. Besides, Dr. Kanye West is one of the brightest. And Dr. Swiss can stitch your track up the tightest. And Dr. Jesus can fix you back up the nicest. Probably my favorite beat on this record. It's so funky. It's it's yeah. uh, it's almost like uh, like the like the trip hop of the late 90s. Yeah, like yeah, tricky yeah. Yeah, and Yeah, it is. It is. It's I didn't think of, about it that it's way. It's got a very... Like it it's got a very trip hop feel. Now, a reoccurring theme in hip hop in the 2000s is that hip hop is dead. Uh, yeah. That was actually the title of a Nas song, like we talked about. And this is Wayne saying he is saving hip hop, and the patients are the boring, unoriginal, and unconfident artists. 
to think of of music in the 2000s uh, I have a joke about it on stage. It's it was probably some of the worst yeah. era of oh, music for sure. I mean, you, so this is like I have ten minutes shitting on it, but I mean, this is this is him basically saying, "Nelly, you suck. Chingy, you suck. Yeah. Mims, who the fuck are you? Peter wow. Pablo, put your shirt back on. Yeah. Stop spinning it around." Yeah. Um. What does he actually say that in there? No, no. This is me saying. This is me saying of it. Yeah. Uh, funny, funny thing because we talked about him. Talib Kweli. Yeah. Called this song. One of the greatest rap songs he's ever heard. And he used it really? to defend Lil Wayne against all the mocking and insulting he receives. So the next song is Phone Home. Uh, oh, I this, love this one. Really? Because I, I... You don't? I'm not really? saying I don't hate it, yeah, but yeah, I'm no, just, I get this, it. Is, this is one of the... Oh, I loved this one. All right, play the intro to Phone Home because it reminds me exactly of uh, of The Way It Is by Bruce Hornsby. So play, uh, play first play uh, this one, the intro for this one. All right, now play the intro to The Way It Is by Bruce Hornsby. That's funny. Do you hear it? Yeah, I did. I, Especially the first Just that little, because yeah, then yeah. the song goes, yeah, 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 of well, you yeah, know, you yeah, do like them, you do the Weezer Wee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, listen, you, by seeing your reaction, yeah. maybe I need to take a re-listen no, of this I, one. I just, I just, honestly, with this song, I just like the way it sounds. So I don't know if I could say technically it's a great song, but that song to me, like when you're driving, when that came on, it, I was always like, oh, okay, yeah, I fucking, I'm into this. I don't know. I don't want to say, like, I don't want to say it's bad because I don't think really anything on this album right, yeah, sucks course, except yeah. for one song that oh, we're really? going to oh, get to. I can't to. wait to hear that. But, uh, but it's a good song. All right. That then brings us to Tie My Hands. Now, this is Lil Wayne's criticism of George W. Bush's oppression of the African Americans of the U.S. during the Hurricane Katrina tragedy. Now, he had to get a great producer and someone to capture what was going on in New Orleans. And the only man he felt he could get to produce this song right was Robin Thicke. Wow. The whitest of soul singers Sounds and the son about right. of... Play, uh, play 420 real quick. Born right here in the USA. But through the tragedy, looked on by the whole world as a refugee. I love it. Great song. Yeah. It's because especially on an album that has so much yeah. like, you know, fucking. Put, yeah. yeah. And also this shows you like what his depth, his depth man. Lil Wayne is like, he, like you said, dude, he's all of these things. But a lot of people would never sit there and say that he is he's that Talib Kweli dude. Yeah, he's great. And this is him showing yeah. that. And, and I feel like, and listen, Robin Thicke, you're great. I'm not shitting on you. I loved your dad in fucking The Growing Pains. He's a real yeah. doogle. He's the yeah. shit. I just think it's funny to do a song about about black people yeah. and you get a white soul singer. Yeah. That's to yeah. me. It's like it's like having 311 play a Bob Marley tribute. Yeah. It just doesn't Which make I sense. I would love to by the way here. <laughs> Are you please tell that. me you're not a 311 fan? No, I wouldn't know a 311 uh, song. Okay, good. Thank I don't even know. You don't know yeah. 311? I know who they are. I Tell my know. Ski do on the dawn. Okay, I know that song. Okay, I did cool. not know that was 311. Yeah. Really? That's how much I don't give a fuck about music, man. I love yeah. you. I yeah. love you. All right. All right. Uh, on a serious note, uh, in 2012, a soldier in Afghanistan thanked Little Wayne for saving his life with this song. Wow. Private first class Lander Chapel stepped on an IUD that blew off his leg, mm. and while waiting for the medevac, a fellow soldier said, Suggested they sing this together to stay inspired and keep his mind off of what happened. You wow. have fans that are 
I mean, you know, it's almost like, you know, I remember Whitney even said it. It was like almost like you're developing a cult. Yeah. But, but you, you, I know you are helping so many people with your comedy, with your podcast, and with you just being you and setting an example. What's the most inspiring story a fan has ever shared with you? Uh, actually, a sto- um, there's been a few, which is they really, you know, dude, I just fucking, I don't think my podcast and shit and my comedy really means anything. I, I, I don't it's think fun. about it. It's you. I don't think about how it means shit to people. I just think about what's going to make me laugh, what's going to fucking be funny to me. And so whenever I hear somebody say something like that, it's always like, oh, yeah, I forget that people sometimes need comedy they need you know? it yeah because i and i talk about this in my act and my new special coming out it's like dude i had a good life like i i didn't use comedy as an escape i used it because i i it was funny and i wanted to have a good time and i don't realize that i, I don't realize sometimes i realize but not much it's not on the forefront of my head that people use it as an escape you know uh a guy wrote me recently actually and he said that his brother something like his brother had a something went on uh in overseas he got something happened like his leg got blown off yeah, or something so it was something yeah. something fucked up like that and he said and he was writing i do this thing in my podcast about how if you go above and beyond the duties of a casual listener and if you're really trying to grow this cult then you then then you become an elder of the congratulations podcast uh, cult and this guy was writing Hey, uh, he sent my producer an email. I'm asking to formally, uh, as a formal ask to my brother become an elder because he went to go fought, fight for the country and this happened to him. And I just thought it was so sweet. He said, we would listen to your podcast through that, uh, through that time and, and laugh at it. And I thought, wow, like, wow, that, that really touched me. It was something like that. Um, uh, that was that was that that reminded me of. It. I can't and, tell you how many yeah. people have reached out when I talk about my past addiction and mm. how I got. Dude, I was at a fucking. I was at I was at the Nordstrom in Irvine last night waiting to go up at the Irvine Improv, and the guy working behind the counter was like, "I'm seasonal," and I was like, well, "What are you gonna do after this?" And he's like, "He's like, I don't know, man." He's like, I, "I went to law school, but I dropped out, and I don't. I think I'll get into real estate." And mm. I was like, "Nah, man, do fucking." Law mm-hmm. school, like mm-hmm. go back to yeah. it, and it's like those little things yeah. when you just tell yeah. people, you know, just to either focus or they hear you're honest and you open yeah. up about your shit. That that changes people's lives. Yeah, I guess I don't ever, I don't really. I'm beginning to think about that because I don't, you know, you're 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 you and I'm me, and I don't think about, I I don't think about how someone might view me. I I I don't. And so when somebody and any and when I when I whenever I do the rare occasion, I think, oh, yeah, they probably think I'm a funny comedian. I don't think beyond that. I don't think about how people have a job every day and they 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 look forward to the podcast coming out or my special dropping or whatever the fuck. And it's fucking really cool. Those rare moments when I step back and I think about that. Um, yeah, you're helping a lot more people than I think you realize. Yeah, you really are. Well, you know. Yeah, by, it's cool. by pushing back at trolls, people are like, "I'm gonna push back at that bully yeah, in yeah. my in my the Tina at my job, that I, fucking yeah. HR cunt." I get a lot of people that say, "Like, oh man, it, thanks for saying it like it is." You know, like it's <laughs> not many people do that. And, you know, in this in this time during these times, you you stick to your guns, and that means a lot when people say that to me because it makes me think, "Okay, I'm on the right track. I'm doing what I need to do." Yeah. All right, Miss Officer, uh, this is just a fantasy uh, about getting it on, getting a little kushbluki dookie with a female cop, and it's got all the obvious puns and illusions like "fuck the police," uh, which is hilarious to me. Uh, but the star of this song, mm. in my opinion, 
is uh, Bobby Valentino's Wee Wee Wee. Uh, play a little bit of the chorus. Wee, 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 yeah. wee, 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 like a cop cow. It's okay. Here's hit me. I have a. I was just talking about this with my girl. I songs that fall into, especially hip hop R and B ish songs that fall into the not fast club fuck yeah vibe, or the slow emotional ballad. It's in the middle, like it's a chill song. I'm not a fan of those. And this is like a chill song this falls in that middle so, yeah so you don't fuck with this one uh i i fuck with those less it's not a song you dance to yeah but it's not a song you fall in love to it's like in the middle of it there you can fuck to this you can fuck you to this could song. yeah you can fuck the wee 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 it's songs about fucking it's just a little i don't i don't yeah it's in that mid-ground to me that i don't love all right let the beat build this is dope uh it's built over a sample of eddie kendrick's day by day produced by kanye west and diesel legend has it that Lil Wayne showed up and said, I have an idea. I want to do a song where over and over the beat just progressively gets bigger and bigger until the hook drops. And mm. I feel like he achieved that. Play uh, 206. Really love this song. Uh, it was one of those ones at first I thought it was like filler. But it mm. just, as I, the more I listened to it, the more I got it. Also, he rhymes the word phlegm in it. Nice. Which, uh, you know, is... Very that's good. A, that's a good, <laughs> a good Very vibe. good. Uh, he, it's a, also, that song puts me in a happy mood. Really? It's a happy song. Yeah, yeah for it sure. It makes me feel good. But I love what I love about this. It's about building momentum. Hello, Tom May here, host of Future Friday. I've spent the last 15 years on the road with my band, The Menzingers, where I've met all kinds of wild and fascinating people. So I started a podcast. On Future Friday, I talked to fellow musicians about the moments that made them, their passions outside of music, and the curiosities that tie us all together. I've also talked to the likes of UFO researchers, magicians, soldiers, and documentary filmmakers, and I'm constantly searching for folks that can shape and change our view of the world. You can check out Future Friday wherever you like. Uh, so let's talk about you. When did you first start seeing your career taking off? Um, I get that question sometimes, and I'm not sure... Cause it's like, or people, you know what people ask, like, when did you make it? You know? And it's like, I don't fucking, I, I guess I quote unquote, well, I think made ma it. you made it now, right now you've made it right. where you've established, yeah. uh, you have, you have right. so many, your hands in right. so many things yeah. I'm talking about. I remember seeing you at the comedy store, yeah. just popping up, waiting in the hallway. Yeah. And it was like, cause you were still coming from the Valley, I yeah. think and, and crossing mm -hmm. over, yep. Yep. but it was like, there was like a buzz to be honest with you. The first thing that really made me notice you was your MySpace pictures. Cause you had that three, like it was like a photo booth oh, and you had this yeah, funny yeah. thing saying about being like an alien or some shit, oh. or you know, I fought five aliens uh -huh, and, yeah, and went through shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, but dude, when you put that but, on your quote on me, MySpace, yeah. when MySpace yeah, is yeah, everything, yeah, 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 yeah. that's, that's, that's funny, pretty yeah. good. Fucking MySpace, Jesus Christ. But when did you really, when did you start? feeling just like there being a shift in the in, in the um, stand-up i would say when i did my first special white male black comic when that came out there was like a real uh, that had drunk girls in it right? yes it did yeah and that was that really very the viral bit, yeah. yeah um but that was the bit that kind of put me on the map and, but it was um that special came out the night we were recording an a live episode of whitney so I remember checking Twitter in between 
scenes with a live audience and seeing people and how they liked the special and i was like oh fuck i'm on an nbc show and you're on comedy central, I'm on comedy central at the same night and and it, what it seemed like at that point i don't know how many people were but it seemed to me in my world that everybody was talking about it you know what i mean because yeah. i was looking at my mentions and so at that point i was like oh, okay i'm somebody in this business and and things and and this is how it's going to be i'm going to be doing this kind of work for a long time yeah. and that made me feel like special and good and lucky and fortunate uh, and and that the hard work was paying off yeah you know completely all yeah. right that goes into shoot me down this song has one of the realest moments on the album uh peter play 15 seconds in I love <laughs> shit like that. I'm drinking hot tea, bitch. I, you feel me? I love shit like that. It's so He's got that pure. cup of Lipton. He's, he probably got a bag, two it's bags. so <laughs> pure. Give me some of that chamomile, bitch. Yeah, I'm drinking hot tea, bitch. When I first heard that, I fucking laughed very hard. <laughs> yeah. I'm drinking hot tea, bitch. <laughs> That's Dude, it's so funny to me. Yeah. I, Because it's like... He is drinking hot tea. Yeah. He's not lying. You know he's drinking hot tea. hundred percent. He's holding it. He's yeah. probably got manuka yeah. honey in it. He's like, give me that some of that that special honey. You and know, you the, don't get that more real honey. Than, you no. don't you don't get more real than no, that's that. That's why I picked it. That's I why love I said this that. Is, I, and I'm I, so happy you picked that. Thank you very I much. I forgot about that. Uh, I'm drinking hot tea, bitch. So here's why he said that. So Wayne heard the beat and kicked everybody out except for like two people, the engineer and himself. He smoked two blunts. Asked for a cup of hot water and just went in. And to me, that is probably one of the most realist moments you're going to get. You yeah. know, that's it's uh, I just love thinking that he's doing that all the time. He's like, yo, I'm eating buffalo cauliflower, bitch. You yeah. feel me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you have an ongoing social media feud with our buddy, yeah. Andrew Santino, who I had him on for the Fugees on the 500 last oh, yeah. year. Why is Santino a real piece of shit? Uh, he is a piece of shit, first of all, because he's a ginger. You know what I yeah, mean? That's Come on, let's 100%. let's face it. And and I love people with red hair, but he's way too orange. Do you understand, yeah. right? Yeah. His face. He he you could tell he's a redhead just by his face. If he shaved everything, you'd be like, that's still a redhead. <laughs> and that's a problem. So it starts with that and then just completely fucking just devolves. But he Is he uh, in shape or is he, he not? Actually, you can't tell. He actually looks like this is what's annoying about him looks like he wouldn't be in shape and then you shake his hand and you're like oh this motherfucker secretly works out bro don't secretly work out all right if you work out a little bit i want to know about it okay and i know he's fit and i know he works out and it annoys the shit out of me that he wears sweaters and like boots and you can't tell and then you shake his hand and you're like this guy's trying to hide just in case some shit goes down he's gonna come out on top yeah and it bothers me dude yeah he's like the fucking guy from the simpsons who takes his shirt off that redheaded that oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's him <laughs> he's, he's groundskeeper willie fucking <laughs> strong ass ginger ass motherfucker and they're both ginger all right speaking of gingers lollipop uh i don't know how i made that connection <laughs> but one. but it just felt like it lollipop so this is uh wheezy's first and only number one single and this probably, in my opinion, uh, was the most fought over song to dance to at the strip club wow. when it came out. I mean, think about like just, you know, 
it, it changed. It probably changed the music yeah, in strip clubs. It definitely did. It's it's the, it's it's sexy. It's dirty. It, it's got everything. Um, it's also got one of the best Wheezyism lyrics ever on the record. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter, play that part. Amazing. So. So I told her back it up like burp, burp, and I made that ass jump like jerp, jerp. Of course you did. What does that mean? You What's know what? a jerp? I here's another reason why I like reason why I like Lil Wayne. I don't know what it means, but I feel like he knows what it means, and that's all that matters. Okay. And 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 I don't even give a fuck what it means. I just I hope he knows what it means, and I believe he knows what it means, and that makes me happy. This song too has the best. To me, the best Lil Wayne laugh in the beginning. He goes, <laughs> "Can you play that real quick?" Uh-huh. No homo. <laughs> like, what is that? Is someone tickling his tummy with one finger? <laughs> then, so why does he say no homo? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe because that laugh was so gay. I don't have a clue. Um. Uh, I, I do love this song. I, I mean, it was one of those ones that I was like, you start getting tired of it because you've heard it so much. But in honest, honest to God, I, I listened to it last night and I was like, this is a fucking banger. Yeah. The tragic footnote to this song is that Static Major, who wrote uh, and sang this chorus, died of complications from an autoimmune disorder only 19 days before its release. And, and, and the song went five times uh, platinum. Not to bring us down because the next song... Uh, is my least favorite song oh, okay. on the record. This, this yeah. is the one, La La. This features uh, Briscoe and Busta Rhymes over a David Banner track that was originally intended for the Shrek, Shrek 3 soundtrack. It didn't make the cut, and I'm kind of surprised. I'm this ca- song? Did not make the cut. It was supposed to be on Shrek 3. Shrek with 3, Lil Wayne. With Lil Wayne. Okay. And I'm surprised because it's got lyrics like this. Okay. Go ahead and play uh, 239. <laughs> I can't really have that in a Disney movie or a Pixar, whatever the fuck it is. It's a little off-brand for Shrek. Uh, so why is that your least favorite song? I just I don't like the beat. I, I I listen. I'm not saying it's a terrible song. Yeah. But I'm comparing it. Yeah, to I the, get it. To the, to the, I'm looking at the full album. It's a little haphazardously thrown together. Yeah, it feels a, like it's like silly and just not cool enough and just but does it fit the yeah, record yeah 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 I agree it, 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 yeah okay but so let's talk about off brand what's the most off brand gig you've ever been offered or auditioned for oh anytime that oh well anytime they ask me to like host any game show I'll be like no fucking way like we got a new game show I'm not a host bro I do not want to be a host I never want to be a host the only thing I'll ever host is my own fucking podcast or Saturday Night Live oh, yeah you know no but 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 yeah to, but that's a guest that's, host yeah yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I get it I mean, uh, I couldn't see you. Yeah, like, no. all right, hey, spin guys, the wheel. If you know anything about me, you know I can't fucking swallow those words. <laughs> so, um, so that's an off-brand. Anytime I get asked to do something like that, it's just no. All right, all right. Uh, the next song, "Playing with Fire," uh, an okay song. It vocals by R&B soul legend Betty Wright and finds Wayne comparing himself to people like Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, okay. Funny story. He was sued. By the Rolling Stone publishers for the song because being too close to the Stones play with fire, and they specifically oh. took the issue uh, with all the explicit sexist and offensive language. So naturally, on future pressings of the record, they replaced it with the song 
Pussy Monster play a little bit of Pussy Monster. Uh, Peter. You wanna do me, do what you wanna do. And if her job is to blow, you can bet she blew. Mic check, one, two. How's about one, two? So this, in my opinion, might be the greatest lyrical writing since Bob Dylan. Yeah. Uh, it's Playing With Fire was the original track, but this one is is just brilliant because it's so dumb yes. that it's genius. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes, for sure, of course. Yeah. I, I, I love I love Pussy Monster. The other one, in my opinion, is garbage compared to that. Uh, that goes into You Ain't Got Nothing. This once again, I think this song is a little eh. It's got got two huge uh, tooth early two thousands hip hop artists. Uh, Fabulous and Jules Santana and it's just yeah. a diss track. Those are two names you haven't heard yeah. in, I, Fabulous in years. Still kind of is making stuff, I think. But Jules Santana still too. I don't know. But who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? I don't even want to play the songs. Okay. And then the last song on the record is "Don't Get It." Uh, this is oftenly mistakenly called "Misunderstood" because of the use of a complete chorus of Nina Simone's version of "Don't Let Me Be Misunderstood." Powerful song. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really asks the listener to dig in because it's ten minutes long and with, it has this meandering stone diatribe yeah, against mass incarceration and also shit talks. Uh, Revan Al Sharpen uh, play. And I love saying this. Play six fifty seven. Here's why I don't respect you and nobody like you. <laughs> See, you're the type that gets off on getting on other people. <laughs> I mean, this is just dipping he's in. He's so high. He's so yeah, high he's right so now. High. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's the album, and I, I think. Listen, I, I, we, there's so much more at the beginning. I feel like this is if you cut a few of these songs oh, yeah. at the end, yeah, you've got a perfect yeah, record. Then, then, Chris, you're saying this one is yes, better. I would be than yeah. all the other yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lollipop, you, Millie, for sure. I had these on that the first song with Jay Z. You know, you had yeah. if you had those, then you just and, you and do what's had do, eleven of them. Yeah. Or however, yeah. Dude, this you doesn't you don't need sixteen. Yeah, Pussy Monster that has to be on there. Oh, I agree. You gotta have Pussy yeah, Monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's his like you know Bohemian Rhapsody. All right, um, let's do. You want to do some facts and get out of here? Sure. And you can feed me facts, facts and facts. All right, it's not it's hard to kind of sing Little Wayne lyrics. All right, on Christmas of two thousand and seven, Little Wayne officially released the leak. A five-song EP of songs that were originally recorded for this album that had already been leaked online. The release was intended to give fans high-quality versions of the inferior-sounding sounding pirated uh, ones. I got it, yeah. uh, now, you, um, as a comic, you had a ton of success, but in part because you expose yourself on social media. So, what I'm wondering is, what do you think about having a joke leaked by an audience member on social? Is it beneficial, or do you think it's going to hurt the it's art? It's worse for a comedian than it is for a. Um a musical artist I think if it's a if it's a because the joke as a as an as a musician you always want the best like if you film somebody doing a, a live thing as a musician it doesn't sound good so you still are gonna have to listen to it on iTunes or whatever the fuck or Spotify whatever the fuck it is uh, and they're gonna get those counts and that money and that 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 uh, it's going to count for that. Yeah. But as a, as a comedian, if it's a bad recording, you still get the joke and you understand the joke and then you don't need to hear it anymore. So, uh, um, you know, it's bad both to pirate the shit, but um, I think as a comedian, it's a little worse because, you know, if, if, I, if somebody records what I do and puts it online um, and it's even if it's not the best recording and it gets a, a million hits, then Netflix is like, oh, don't do, that, don't do that bit on your special, and then you're fucking with my money in a real way. But for a musician, 
you can't really record something from a live performance. It's going to sound like shit. You hear the crowd anyway, so you still got to get that. You still got to go to Spotify to listen to it. You Have know? you had something leaked? Uh, yeah, but I had my lawyers take it down. Yeah, I had Good. them re- upload my whole set once. I mean, this was years ago uh, in Detroit. They did it, and uh, and I was like, this shit is, I got to do this for Netflix. Like, And so they, my lawyers got it down. But Good. Yeah. All right. In 2010, while Wayne was serving a year in Rikers Island prison for possession of weapons, he was found by the correctional staff to be in possession of contraband. He had an MP3 player, a charger, and headphones. Uh, I could only imagine the shit that little Wayne had in his jail cell. Probably a TV, a stripper pole, a clothing rack for his wife beaters, maybe a George Foreman grill. Yes. Like, he had so yeah. much shit. Um what else do you Direct think? TV. Direct TV. For sure. Are you kidding me? Lollipops. Yeah. Hot tea, bitch. That too. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Tea? yeah, yeah. Stop, stab. When you're done stabbing that guy, I yeah. got some tea for you. It's chamomile. Here's your hot tea, bitch, they say. All right. Between 2012 and 2017, Wayne had numerous seizures and health scares believed yeah. to be contributed to his regular ingestion mm-hmm. of the high-coding content scissor. in scissor or purple drink, which if you've... Uh, any of my Dougal Dougals out there, if you've ever taken it, it's the shit. Uh, I love it when I get a cold. Uh, speaking of illicit substances, you have never, never. drank or done Zero. drugs. Is there a reason behind that? Uh, yeah, I don't ever do anything until I regret that I haven't done it. And I never thought I should have drank that one time. You know? Like when I lost my virginity, I was like, I only did it after I regretted that I, I was like, this one girl wanted to sleep with me. And I was like, I, I, uh, I don't want to do it. And then later on the next day, I was like, oh, I should have done it. So and I was like, all right. No, so now I know I want to have sex. That's so, how I operate. So nobody's ever made it look appealing to you? No, nah, I never felt like I should be doing it or I missed. I was missing out. I'm not saying I'll never drink. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll, you know, try drugs. I, mean, I have no point, idea. At this point, yeah, no I'm gonna point. be. F- yeah, yeah, I'm 39. Is good for you though, man. I don't know. I it's guess. awesome though. I'm not gonna lie yeah, to you, it, dude. Fentanyl worked, is out. great. You should try it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'll be the one I I just start with <laughs> as start, a 45 year old or something. You start with fucking yeah, black tar. Yeah, you got into fucking fentanyl. <laughs> you just showed up on yeah. stage like, hey, everybody. Yeah, and people are like, oh, he's better now. Did Delidish did. <laughs> he should have started earlier Alright, last fact uh, In 1998, his former Hot Boys group mate, BG Put out the hit single, Bling Bling Which Wayne mm. wrote the chorus for His record company head gave Wayne credit For inventing and popularizing the word bling oh, As yeah. Wayne later said If I had and it had, if I had have knew better, I would have copyrighted that yes. shit. Yes. All right. Oof. So this is completely off topic. Uh, I think we all know that Brian Callen is a spoogle. Spoogle's bad in okay. my world. Okay. Uh, I also think he's a spoogle. You think he's a spoogle. I never done. He's never done my padoogle, which is my podcast. Okay. Uh, let's shit on Brian uh, yeah. Kalugal because on this manoogle. First of all. For him to actually schedule anything is unbelievable. He's so bad scheduling shit. He's so bad with the phone. I legit want to have him on this thing I'm doing. And I, I instead of texting him, asked my manager on the way over here. I said, hey, get in touch with Brian Callen's agent and see if that he can fucking show up for this thing because I don't want to text him because I know he's going to forget about it. That's how awful. Dude, I'm his best friend. That's how awful he is, okay? That he won't even remember. He'll, he'll be like, yeah, c- come out. And I'll be like, okay, I'll show up. He won't be there. And I'll be like, where are you? And he said, I didn't go. You ruined the night. And I'll just be like, what the fuck, bro? I'm here. <laughs> Legitimately, dude. He is a fucking asshole. But got to love him. You got to love him. But, dude, this was fantastic, man. Good. I, I oh, mean good. this I fun, yeah. 100%. I had such a blast, dude. Oh, Thank you, brother. Uh, me too. Yeah, good. Thanks, man.
one, the only Crystalia. Listen to his podcast, Congratulations, every week, everywhere you get your pods. Listen to it on Spotify. It's hilarious. And don't forget, he's got a brand new Netflix special coming out in April, so be on the lookout for that. Find him on all social media, at Crystalia. And for all things Crystalia, like tickets, tour, all that stuff, go to Crystalia.com. Now, we just listened to Lil Wayne from 2008. For new music this week, our music director, Matt Pinfield, selected Pop Smoke, an incredible Brooklyn-born rapper, one of hip-hop's most herald new artists, and is extremely influenced by Lil Wayne. And you can find them on our website and their music on Spotify. So go to the500podcast.com to find all of that. Now, if you're in a band and were directly influenced by one of these albums or artists and you want your music featured on the 500 website, send your song to 500 podcast at gmail.com and make sure you put the album and artists that influenced you in the subject line next week is beck week with his 2002 album sea change you got homework to do make sure you listen on spotify grab your kleenex because you're gonna need it for this record and stay fleecy you dirty kadoogles Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to us talking about our podcast for a minute. What's the name of that podcast? That's Axe to Grind. Uh, and right now you're going to be getting a little little taste of it, right down to the shaky microphone and all. <laughs> and my name's Bob. And my name's Patrick. And usually we're joined by Tom. Tom's the best. Tom has a real grown-up job that requires him to be at work. But we talk about decidedly not-so-grown-up things like... Hardcore music and things that people that like hardcore music tend to like. So that could be the latest shows, uh, revisiting classic material, talking about the new classics, um, all the little dorm room nonsense that you imagine from a niche music podcast that, that you either love, want to love, or hate. Yeah, imagine all the emotions that you have towards a genre that, that uh, has impacted your life. Uh, and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week. So triangulate your speakers. Think about jumping off the bed, singing along, dancing like an idiot, and listen to Axe Grind Podcast. Next Chapter Podcasts.